nothing podcast. Ha, this is much better. Right? Okay, this is, we're back. We're back, everybody. Can they see you? Can't, they can't see you. Hi, we're back, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) We've been gone for a while. We've been gone for like a month. Um, We were supposed to do a couple of episodes in Poland, but uh, there was too much kielbasa, vodka, and food. It just didn't work out well. It just didn't work out well, as well as uh, we were six hours ahead of you guys. And... We weren't in any, in any condition to do a broadcast in the condition we were in. We were having, we were having, pot, we were having fun. We had no conditions. We, we had some conditions. <laughs> anyway, and also that the internet access wasn't really, it wouldn't support a live stream. Yeah. Because it's a, it's, it's a, the internet's not that good over there. Yeah, internet is not that good because my mother shuts everything out. Mm. She's trying, she's trying to save up on electricity. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's yeah. like we're in the dark here, Charlie. We're in the dark. Yeah. So yeah, your mom kept shutting the electricity off. So like we uh, we don't have any TV in our room over there, so we were watching like Netflix at night because we're on vacation, right? So it'd be like watching a movie. All of a sudden, it would stop, and it's like, oh shit, why did it stop? And then I look, and in the name of uh, the Wi-Fi in Barbara's mom's house is called Babcha, which is grandma in Polish. Yeah. And I saw Babcha is not available. So I go in there and look, and it's like she shuts everything down to save electricity, and she's got one power strip. It's like a fire trap with like 600 things plugged into it, and she wanted to shut the lights off around the window, the Christmas lights. So she kept on shutting off um, our TV. But it was uh, it was amazing. It was an amazing trip. Um, yeah. What was your favorite thing about it? My favorite thing about it was sitting with my mom, and um, she likes. We brought her Kalua because she does normally. She doesn't drink when she's in the house by herself. But just because we kept her company for the two two weeks, she liked to have a little drink. So I would make her Kalua. White Russians, actually. And she will enjoy that. My mom's going to be 80 this year. And um, and I guess this is my, the best part, you know, being with my mother, seeing her. Yeah, it was, it was fun. I mean, we, we did our trip. We left here. We were up for like 20, 28 hours or something. You know, there was maybe, Bob, you slept for maybe an hour or two on the flight. And I would not recommend Iceland Air to anybody if you're, if you're flying first class. Don't worry about it. But if you're flying coach, you better uh, have your both legs amputated off because there's absolutely no re- no leg room. <laughs> horrible, 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 horrible. But anyway, I'm not here to rant on Iceland Air. But anyway, we got there. Uh, it was uh, 11 or 12 hours flying from here to Iceland to Berlin, and then we had a four-hour drive through the country. To her mom's house, we got there at 4 o'clock, and Christmas Eve dinner was at 5, so we got in her mother's house, dropped the luggage, and we were off. And we were off, and then we went to her aunt's house, and we had a beautiful Christmas Eve dinner with all this good Polish food. We had six bottles of vodka and... Marinated mushrooms. Marinated mushrooms. Picked in the flowers. Yeah. So anyway, we have... By my uncle... Yes. So anyway, we have 600 pounds of dried mushrooms for sale if anybody wants them. Um, we were importers or exporters of uh, Polish mushrooms. So anyway, we ended up that Christmas Eve night at, I don't know, like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. And then we slept the next day for about 40 hours. <laughs> and her mother said, you got to get up. You got to get up. It's like, why do we have to get up? What do we have to get up for? <laughs> and it was my birthday, too. And it was Barbara's birthday, but Christmas I had Day. To, I had to get up. Yeah, she got us up, and it was like... But we got a second wind, and we had an amazing Christmas day and a Christmas day night. And uh, just it was a, it was an amazing vacation. Just, we really enjoyed it. Yes. We got to see a lot of family, and we're planning to go back. Shh, it's a secret. We're planning to go back in... July 4th. July 4th, for Barbara's mother. We're having a big surprise 80th birthday party 
on Ranchero Polo. What is it called? <laughs> so I don't know, some kind of ranch. I forget that. It's... I forget the name of the ranch. But it holds a lot of people. It's got rooms to sleep. So my family requested because they do have, my cousins have young kids. So they want to make sure they have a place to put the kids to bed. But it's, you know, it's going to be fun. Yeah, we're excited for that. Yeah, we're going to be doing some grilling of kielbasa out in the in the woods. We're going to be sleeping in tents. No, we're going to be hunting for food. No. We're not sleeping in a tent. We're not hunting for food? No, it's 2020. Why would I want to sleep in a tent? <laughs> Are we going to have cable? <laughs> yeah, if my mother doesn't shut anything off in there, too. <laughs> so we're excited about that. It's uh, it's going to be fantastic. We're going to have all of our family there. And yeah. uh, it's just, so we, I, we're trying to detox before then. You know, I need to dry out. I need to dry out my liver. Because the other day I was feeling sick. And I think because I was withdrawn from not having, you know, a bottle of vodka per day. And there's nothing, um, there's nothing wrong with with drinking alcohol, <laughs> but just in Poland, there's just uh, quite a bit of it. And I was so proud of myself. I only had three beers when I was there. Who's he? Hello, good job, Say hi. So the worst part about our trip, let's talk about the worst part. The best part was the food, family, meeting everybody, going out to the country to visit her uncle and her aunt. And we were just stopping by on the way out to Berlin to visit, on the way to the border to visit her other uncle. And we stopped by just to say hi and have a cup of coffee. The cup of coffee turned into a half a bottle of Tennessee sipping whiskey. Not me. Because she was driving. I was driving. So her her uncle is so awesome, and I can never refuse to have a couple of drinks with him. But I only said one, and ended up a half a bottle, and I told him to save it for July when I'll be back. And um, it was either that or Jaeger, and I just couldn't tolerate Jaeger, so I had to have Kentucky <laughs> sipping whiskey with him. <laughs> and it was why. good. We had some cutlets. We had some coffee. We got some nice mushrooms. We were on our way. <laughs> and then we had a beautiful drive through the country. I was sitting there, I was listening to all this cool music, and the sun was setting, the sky was orange, and it was just so awesome. And then we got to, we had to pull off on the side of the road to go to the bathroom, and I didn't shut the lights off. So you gave the people of Poland a little show on the side of the street. Nature called me. Nature called, yeah, yeah. But it was awesome. Yeah, it so, was. so what was bad? What was bad? Uh, what was bad about going to Poland? Um, the beds, the beds, they need beds over there. So if <laughs> they need good mattresses. Over good there. mattresses. Good mattresses. <laughs> they have beds. But... They have beds, but it's like, I think you know the the people that I work with in the prisons. I think their beds are better than what we were sleeping on because I still have all kinds of problems right now. <laughs> I felt like I was sleeping on wood one night because Barbara sleeps. She sleeps like on her stomach and her leg goes like this. So at one point at night, I was like, I was like on the edge of the bed like this. And I was, <laughs> I was and we were pushing him. We were trying to get rid of him. <laughs> she was trying to get rid of me off the bed. And then the mother asked like how we slept that night. He's like, yeah, I had this like, I had like a quarter of an inch of the bed. I was just like on the edge. And Barbara slept good, though. I always sleep good at home. So we slept in like five or six different beds, and they were pretty much all the same. Yeah. You know? But I think the one, that mattress, they have this like mattress thing. I don't, what is it called? It's like a styrofoam that they put on top. Well, it's like a phone, Tempur-Pedic. Yeah, it's not Tempur-Pedic. Let's stop is. right there. No, it's not. It's like something they put like on a, on a pallet to keep like things from breaking. Richie, I send that from home. It's the same one we that had. That looked like it came out like a warehouse. It's the same one we had on Plymouth at the camp. Yeah, that's 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 not good. Whatever. I, I like that. Okay? I like that. See, like, regardless, we're going to go, when we go there to live someday, we're going to open our own mattress store. And we're going to take care of everybody in Poland. They'll all be walking upright. Yeah. With good backs. What else wasn't good over there? Wasn't good. Ah, oh, look at who is there, Agnieszka. Agnieszka, we didn't nev- see you. Agnieszka, we didn't see you. Yeah, we didn't see you. Richie, I would like to know you. 
Ale drugim razem, w lipcu. Jak przyjedziemy w lipcu. Mam nadzieję, że się lepiej czujesz. Ugryź go. Yeah. Bite him. Because you're my dog. So what else was bad? No, nothing. Nothing. No, we can't say anything bad. No, no, it was just Poland. it was just the beds. Driving, it's good. The scenery, it's good. Everything was beautiful. Um, I wish we could, you know, go and see something because every time we visit, we like to, you know, see something different. Mm-hmm. But it was important to spend the holidays with my mom, and that's exactly what we did. You know, we hook up with some friends. Um, we had a lot of kitchen. We had a couple of kitchen parties. Yeah, and we visit. We went to visit the. Um, Uh, special needs school. Yes. We donate some money, oh, so yes, that was yes, fantastic. Yes. The kids were off, but we meet up with the, the with director. The director yep. And he's a fantastic guy. We're very proud of proud of, proud of that little project that we do with him. And he offered me a job. Yeah, yeah. Richie could could I, teach English in there. And I was like, if the beds were better, I'd be on it all day long. Mm. So maybe in the future. You can bring your own bed. BYOB. You can ship it. <laughs> I, I can have a Lisa mattress ship there. Yeah. Yeah, that's a prop out to all Lisa mattress. Yeah. That's, Lisa mattress is amazing. So so that was awesome. Um, after a while, we got sick of the eating and the drinking. It was getting overwhelming. And we didn't have salad for two weeks other than cabbage. There's no greens. So what I learned, so Barbara cuts my hair and... The day before we left, she cut my hair, and usually she cuts it like once a week. And over there, my hair did not grow. So what does that tell you? You drink too much. (laughs) (laughs) No. No, it doesn't. It tells you that you need the greens, the vitamins, because they make you grow. They, They energize your system. They go through your body. It's nourishment. My hair didn't grow for two weeks. Well, we had plenty of ponczki. Yeah, we had the Polish donuts with jelly inside, and those were, like, really, really good. So that's it. So we're going back in end of January, July, for Barbara's 80th, mom's 80th birthday, and it's going to be fantastic. So that's our, uh, not our next trip. Our next trip, we're going in April. We're doing a cruise, a grief cruise. And I had a meeting on that last night, which is awesome. We're doing a workshop on relationships and grief. And I'm also doing a workshop for guys and grieving, which is going to be fantastic. Yeah. So we're looking forward to that. That's a cruise in April. We're going to get to visit our friend Pashemek down in Florida, which we're really excited about. And that's about wraps up what we did. New Year's was quiet. I hope everybody had a great New Year's and a great Christmas. And Happy New Year, Marie. Hi, Marie. Hi, Mike. Uh, so, anybody have any questions for us about Poland? What we did, what we didn't do, what we should have done, what we shouldn't have done? No? Okay. You want to take a couple of questions? How's Jack's doing? Jack's show. So the worst thing about the vacation was we missed our dog so much. Oh, I missed my dog. It was, we, I was so traumatized. It's like I never want to go away for two weeks ever again. I just, they're, they're like part of the family. They are part of the family. They are, they're so part of the family. And it's just like, I miss them. And when we got home, Herbie like ate half my face. This is, I got a face. I got a transplant because Herbie ate my whole face after we got home. He licked all the skin off of it. I was just all just bones. Right, but Jack's just still angry a little bit. They went to the they went to get groomed today, so they had a spa day. So they're kind of li- little. Yes, Marie, we start AA starting with today. Have you started AA? No, this, this, that's for people that have a problem. We don't have a problem, <laughs> right? No, we don't have a problem. No, at no. All. The no. first start of the problem is admitting there's a problem, and we're not admitting any problem. You know, we're just enjoying life, right? That's what we're all doing. Yeah. So let's do let's do a couple of questions. Mike says burp the dog. He doesn't like being burped. You know, that's that's you know, he's got uh oh we started our own page for the boys. It's uh, our Gucci boys on Instagram and um I got a bunch of videos up there I took today of the boys. Jackson just came back from a spa with his brothers, huh? Jackson? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah. came back. He had a nice bath. 
He licked inside my mouth today. Oh, that's awesome. He no, it was really, I was uncomfortable. He tongued you? He tongued me. Why go up and keep your mouth closed? <laughs> <laughs> He's an opportunist. It's like, why would he want to touch my tongue? <laughs> Michael said to burp him. <clears throat> okay, so let's... uh. <laughs> let's let's go with a couple of questions. And close the door, please. <sighs> okay, yes, that's my second job in life. I am a doorman for my dogs. Okay. Kizzy's outside. Mm. Okay. Let's see. Let's go. Let's go to a question here. Um. Okay. Um. Are there any parents out there who feels like a complete failure when your teen continues to make shitty choices, even though you talk to them calmly, lost your shit, explained consequences, and have disciplined them to the max? Or is it just me? Uh, no, it's not you. It's um, the disciplining problem. That's, that's, what's, that's what the challenge is right there. Uh, the discipline is, um, is kind of what pushes the kids away. And it's especially a teenager, and you shouldn't feel like a failure because we're doing the best we can with what we have and what we know and what our parents taught us. So you just got to keep fighting the good fight, and you know, there's not much to go on here, but if you're losing your shit on them and explain consequences. And a discipline to the max, they're probably pretty angry and pretty resentful towards you. So it may be an opportunity for you to find out what's really bugging them and try to connect with them on a different level. Try something different. Maybe share with them uh, some of the challenges you had when you were their age. Um, <laughs> because when you don't have that connection, what? I agree with Michael. <laughs> Poor drink, they'll come along by thirty-five. So one of our, so one of our, our guests on the show said, "Pour, pour a drink, and uh, they'll come along by thirty-five. Maybe, maybe so, but I think it's um, you need to find out what's really bothering them, and you know, the discipline stuff. I don't believe in discipline. I don't believe in punishment. I think it's counterproductive. I think it pushes the kids further away and further into bad behavior. And there are studies on that if you want to go Google it on the internet. Um, but that's it. There's not much to go on. So so next. Next. Uh, anyone else find 14-year-old boys the most challenging? I pretty much hate this phase. We are constantly fighting he would video game 24 hours a day if he could. He seems to have no motivation in any, of, for anything and disagrees with me on everything. Help. Okay. So we're in the real world now. And today, kids have video games. And it's one of those things as parents we have to, we have to come to grips with. I mean, when, my, when our kids were playing video games... We were out of our friggin' minds. That's all they do all day. And then we'd like close the doors, go to go to bed, go to bed. And at like 2 o'clock in the morning, we'd hear swearing at night, swearing through this. Richie, Matt, what are you doing? Okay, okay. And it's like, that's the new normal. Okay? And yeah, I know you hate this phase. You're constantly fighting because they're trying. you're trying to control them and they're trying to find some control in their own lives. And when someone's trying to control you and you're trying to control them, you're going to knock heads. So what do you got to do? Sometimes you got to let things go. You know, let them be who they're going to be. You know, they're going to play video games. What, what's the harm in that? If he could play 24 hours a day, maybe he's going to be an EA sports star. I was hearing about it the other day. These kids are making millions of dollars a year doing stuff they love. That's the new future. Okay, that's what's that's what it's coming to. He he seems to have no motivation for anything. What does he need to be motivated to do? Something something you expect him to do? Are your expectations and your ego? You know, 
That's usually what it is. So, so sometimes we have to reflect yeah. on ourselves as parents and and try to look and see. It's like what what am I seeing in my child that I don't like in myself? And he disagrees with me on everything. Of course he does. That's what they're there to do. They're there to question us and call us on our own bullshit. Okay? Because they have their own minds, their own opinions. And this is their journey too. This is their life. And when we try to control and manipulate them and try to push them into a box that they don't want to be in, that's when we're going to get those, you know, that, uh, that backlash from them. So what you have to do is give them the space. Why does it bother that you that they're so unmotivated? You know why? I'll tell you why. Because you think an unmotivated child, a teenager, you're thinking, okay, unmotivated. They're not going to graduate high school. They're not going to go to college. They're not going to get a good job. Bump, 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 bump. They're going to live with us forever. We're going to have to support their ass, feed them and clothe them until we die. That's the fear of parenting. Okay? I call it stepbrother syndrome because we fear that the children are going to live with us forever. And it's scary as hell, right? Right? Well, I think you just want them to be independent. You want them to to be out there and learn how, how to live on their own. I actually work with someone that... It's in fear of losing his parents, and he is not making enough money to support himself. And, um, you know, the parents, he, I'm not sure if he is helping the parents to pay for the rent, for the place they rent, but um, I kind of felt sad for him today because he is, uh, he is already starting to worry you know, how his future is going to look. So we we do definitely want to push them towards, you know, uh, but for towards whose the future. But for whose benefit? Well, it's not for mine because no, right. if I'm not here, you know, it's it's for their benefit. If I'm not here, I want them to survive. I want them to be okay. Got it. And, you know, I, 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 brought, this, I brought this up a couple of weeks ago in uh, one of my prison groups. And... I, I said, why, why do you need your child to be successful? And they gave me a bunch of reasons. And, and the first answer to any question I ask is never the right, it is never the correct answer. So I go three or four levels deeper and I finally get to the root. And he finally told me that he, they wanted their child to take care of them. I want him to help me. That's why they want them to be successful. Okay, well, so he's still thinking about himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's what happens with parents. You know, they, they, they want to push their children for their own agenda sometimes. And like your friend that's having those challenges. Yeah. He's, he's trying to help his parents. Uh, well, I'm not sure what the situation is. Just, you know, my, 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 uh, uh, my think was that he is worried what the future is going to bring for him. So, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because he is living with his parents for so long, he is scared how he's going to survive when they're gone. And I can see him being scared. Oh, so they're supporting him. Yeah. Uh. Well, he works. He, he just lives with them. Okay, so that's that's pretty much it on that one. I mean... You got to step back, take some breaths, and... And hi, Diane. Happy New Year. Uh, if you're still watching, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> as, as soon as... I can't interrupt him when he is talking. As soon as they leave, sell the three-bedroom house and move into a one-bedroom condo. That's what I say, and I say studio condo, not a one-bedroom. Studio condo <laughs> with a stand-up shower so there's no tub. Because a tub is an op- as a bed, right? I'm <laughs> <laughs> dead before. But... Yeah. Yeah, we've done that before. Yeah. Yeah. Sleep in a tub. Yeah, we slept in a tub. Oh, at a, yeah. In a, in a hotel. In a hotel because there's so many people in one room. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. I can't yeah. see that. Do- I can't see doing this for. No, you know, we couldn't a long even run, sleep in a but... bed in Poland. Imagine yeah. us trying to sleep in a tub now. Yeah. That's <laughs> oh, that's true. so awesome. 
Yeah, I forget forget about some of the crazy shit you did. <sighs> okay. Um, okay, here's one. Uh, my amazing wife just told me that she is pregnant with our second child. Congratulations. I'm so excited and nervous at the same time. I'm a stay-at-home dad, and some days, some days feel like it is too much with a 10-month-old. What advice do you have to help me put my mind at ease about having two under two? We got a 10-month-old. He's got one on the way. What advice would you give him? Drink more? <laughs> no. <laughs> She's not in red, yes. I know. I, I would say, you know, get ready because you're not going to sleep much. He's going to be a busy dad. I like that, Marie. Over 55 communities and the kid's not allowed. That's a good one, too. Well, just buy a little house like mine. You never see your kids either. It's not that little. Well, it is little. That's okay. But it's not one of those little, little houses. So what are you, tell, what are you telling us, Dad? You're not going to sleep much. Yes. You're not going to sleep much. You're going to be tired all the time. It's going to be hard. And some days you're going to ask yourself why you even had kids to begin with. And you hear the dead silence? Because there is no answer. Why? Why do any of us... Why did we have kids? Why did we have kids? That's true. Don't start. It's okay, it's good you out there. So why do we have kids? Why do we have kids? Mm. Because they make us happy. <laughs> they make us happy. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but for the first, like, day or two, they come out, we're happy, and then that's it. It's done. No, they make us happy forever. We're grateful to have kids. We are grateful. She is so lying. No, I'm not. No, I'm only kidding. I love my kids. I have, a, I have a, like a weird sense of humor. So, yeah. We totally, uh, yeah, you should have as many kids as possible. You know, it, it's yeah, great. Yeah, and I agree with that, too, because we forgot to use condoms. That's why we have kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we could do a, a spot for Trojans. Yeah. And so believe me, having kids, nobody's going to give you an Oscar for it either. No. So, okay, so, Dad, uh, my advice... Yes. Enjoy every moment with them. Enjoy them when they're young. You're not going to get a lot of sleep. There are days you're going to ask yourself, what have I done? But as the years go by and as you see them grow up, allow them, I'll give you one tip, allow them to develop their, their own experiences, be their own person, do what they want to do. Allow them to chase their own dreams, their own passions. Don't try to control and manipulate them. Be connected with them all the time. Yeah. Be a part of their world. Okay? Yeah. And don't punish or discipline them. And listen. Okay? I think listening listen, is very listen, important. Listen. That's one of the key things I, I, I teach my parents is, is listening. We've lost the skill of listening. And listening means, I, I don't do it on this thing because I talk too much but I do it in my, my, my coaching program. It's listening and hearing the words, watching their body language, seeing their facial expressions, understanding where they're coming from. That's how to be a freaking awesome parent. And just enjoy it. It's going to be crazy chaotic. And when those times come, laugh and smile. Because that's all you can do. You can't return them. Once the deposit has been made... There is no returns. Absolutely no returns. So you got them. So just enjoy them. I agree. Easy as that. What else we got here? Let me get let me get a let me get a quick one. Um uh, so husband and wife were talking last night. He said he said okay, no, no, not husband. He said it's all about me and only me. He wants the same for me. Oh, my God. I don't think I have a problem with that. But I have a male best friend that's been around my family and I for years. And I don't think I want to tell him he needs to remove himself from my life. I see him as a brother 
and the guy I'm seeing sees him as a threat for whatever reason. So I don't know what to do. We have been seeing each other on or on for about two months. It started as a Tinder thing. Okay. Also, how do you know if a guy is truly interested in you and isn't all about the sex? How are you guys able to tell? I've dealt with so many immature men and so-called players that I get confused now, honestly. Is that what they call them, players? Mm -hmm. So what would you tell this woman, this young lady? I would tell her to listen to her gut. Listen to her gut and... You're not comfortable, you're not comfortable, then it's then it's just not for you. Yeah, and, and you've only been seeing... And you shouldn't be questioning. Yeah. If, if you, it's a relationship, right? Yeah, it's, you, they've only been at see each other for two months. I mean, it's a Tinder thing. You, you, you found each other on Tinder. Maybe the sex was good, and then move on. You know, don't let him control you. Because it sounds like he wants to control you. And if you had this friend in the family that's a guy and if he's not comfortable with that adios amigos you gotta go yeah and that other thing is don't feel like he is using you maybe you're using him yeah if the sex is that good okay. maybe you're using him so that's it yeah you know? and also how do you know if a guy is truly interested in you and it isn't all about the sex well guys are guys and for the most part in the beginning it's all about the sex i'm sorry to say that right yeah, as as a guy. I'm not a guy. Why are you asking me? I am a guy, and in, in the beginning, yes, in the beginning, it's it's all about the sex. Cause that's that's the mating ritual for uh, Homo sapiens species. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trust your gut, like Barbara said. Listen to the woman. Yeah, don't don't listen to me on that one. I have no good advice on that one. Okay, let's grab another one here. Um. Just found out my son has started having sex, and he's the only and he's only fifteen years old. What should I do? Wow, give him privacy and a condom. Bing, bingo. That's it. That is so crazy. That, that is it. That, that, I was still playing. That even creeps me out at fifteen. I was still playing cops and robbers. I think last week I was playing cops and robbers in the backyard. Yeah. You know, I was, you know, playing in boxes and shit until I was like 18 years old. Wow, the world is crazy. The world is crazy, but I, I agree 100% with Barbara. What are you going to do? Tell him not to have sex? Pandora's box is open, literally. So you can't put it It'll back in. He'll do it anyway. He's going to do it anyway. Yeah. You know, sex is great. Just make sure he's safe about it. You know, and you could punish him and take away his cell phone because that's a natural consequence. Somebody made a comment about that. On a post that I did today about natural consequences. Well, I think taking away their cell phone, it's a big punishment these days. Yeah, well, well, it's a punishment. They can't live without it. But it's not a natural consequence (laughs) of of having sex under 15. It's like, you had sex, I'm going to take away your cell phone. How does that make sense in anybody's world? I just did a nine-part series on Instagram about punishment and discipline. So if anybody's not in my Instagram account, check it out. We're going to take one more because... What time is it, Alexa? I have We have to go to dinner. Um, okay, let's, let's take this a relationship one. I started talking to a guy recently. We met at a networking event. When we met, he was flirting with me, and I didn't see any harm in flirting back. I didn't see a ring. Well, of course you didn't. He didn't tell me he was married. Over the past month, we've gotten closer, and he began referring to me as his girlfriend. And he's also been sending me texts that feel very couple I didn't know that was a word, but I guess it is. Sexual implications included, although we haven't had sex. Also, he's been unloading a lot of his mental health issues on me. Sounds like he needs a mommy. I found out yesterday that he's married, but he is, take, but he is, but is talking to his wife about opening their relationship. What? At at her suggestion. Apparently, I guess that's why he finally told me about her. He said that he loved her. He said that he loved being around me because I provide him the emotional comfort that his wife can't. Dump him. He's not a man for you. You don't <laughs> even have to read anymore. You you need a man, not a project. He is you're a not project. There to, yeah. We're not here to rescue people. You're not there to fix anybody. We're not here to rescue you know, either people. Either you are men... Or you are not. You're a man or you are not. And I think maybe he has a mangina. 
He, he sure does. He's got, a, he's got a mangina. He then referred to our relationship as nothing more than a friendship. So he's using you as a free therapist because you haven't had sex yet. But as soon as that door opens, then he's using you as a free therapist that gives him sex. That's a nice little package. Mm. You dump all her emotional stuff on her. You have some sex with her, and then you go back to your wife. Mm. Wow. And I think the, the bullshit about... You go the, back to your life fixed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you go back to your, your life fixed. And I think it's uh, the line about the wife wanting an open relationship. What the fuck does that even mean? An open relationship. So I can go and, and have girlfriends and have sex and then come home. We can have dinner and talk about our day. Not in my house. What the fuck is that? Awful. Is that even a thing? Does anybody out there know if that's even a thing? Well, I guess it's a thing for someone who is comfortable with that. Who could be comfortable with that? There are people comfortable with Unless that. money is in the equation. Right? Yeah, money is a big thing too. Money is a big factor. So, um, just to just to justify how he thinks, he did nothing wrong, of course, because he's a narcissist. Then he said he'd like to continue the relationship as it had been, except that he would just delete our messages periodically so his wife doesn't find out how close we really are. Okay, honey, so... Well, I want to know who is paying for dinner in there. <laughs> if they go out, who pays for dinner? So, but but this this young woman here, how do I tell him that he's emotionally cheating on his wife and that he should own up to it before hurting her further? Why are you worried about that shit? He is just a cheater. He's a cheater. He's a cheater. Once a cheater... Always a cheater. Shit. Words right out of my mouth. Or alternatively, what do I do in this situation? Um, so, okay, so then she she just wrote down, she responded back, uh, before we got to read this, uh, I am ending things. I think he's not handling the situation like an adult should. The problem is that he doesn't understand that what he is doing is wrong. I'm wondering whether I should tell him and explain it to him, tell his wife, or let the situation resolve without getting involved. Don't get involved in the freaky people drama. Completely do not get Disengage, involved. Disengage. Move away. Because that's no only... No wife, not him. Open yeah. the door. Yeah. Stick, stick, stick your boot up his ass and bye-bye. Because that is boiling bunny in water shit. If you know what that means. What was that movie where she boiled the bunny in the water? I have no idea. Ah, Glenn Close, she boiled the bunny in the water. What's the name of the movie? I have no idea. With Michael Douglas. Glenn Close. She boiled the butt ball up. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. What was the movie? Uh, yeah, she was a whack job. Not Indecent Proposal. No, that nope, was something nope. else. Oh, see, that's going to drive me crazy. Alexa, what's the movie with Michael Douglas and Glenn Close? I know about two Michael Douglas Glenn Close movies. They are fatal attraction. And fatal attraction! Alexa's making us so stupid. Mm. I didn't fatal have to Google that or anything. I just had to ask her. But that's probably going to they the NSA or something. Okay, enough. America. Enough! Okay, last one, and then we got to go to dinner. My daughter is absolutely out of control with her behavior to me. I say one thing, she yells at me, I hate you, leave me alone. All I was doing was getting her ready for school. Why are you getting a 14-year-old girl ready for school? I gotta be honest. I fielded five questions in the last four days about parents worrying about getting their children ready for school and how it stresses them out, how they argue, fight, and everybody leaves the house with... Cortisol levels through the roof. Why are we so worried about the kids getting to school? If they're late for school, they have natural consequences. They fail a test. They go to summer school. Who wants to go to school in the summer? Why we want to be their alarm clocks? Do you agree? We never. Thank God we never had the problem with the kids, did we? Oh, my God, we never did. Thank God. I had to ask her because I don't remember sometimes. So she says, all I was doing was getting her ready for school. So what you're really saying is, all I was doing was controlling her. Because that's what she's saying. She's 14 years old. 
She can dress herself. She can feed herself. She can wash herself. She doesn't need your help getting her ready for school. But if that's something you need to do because you need to have some kind of control over the situation, or you, you have a need to be needed, that's on you. She's 14. How do you react when your teen says this to you all the time and looks at you with absolute disgust? Because she's disgusted. She doesn't want your help, but a teenager doesn't have the emotional skills. They haven't developed yet to tell you how she feels. So that's why she's going to tell you she hates you. She, you disgust her because they don't have the skills that we have, right? As adults. No, I, th- I think it's, I think, I, I, I think also, you know, 13, 14, 15, they notice, you know, sharp and quick that, you know, they're going to get up, they're going to be ready, you know, sitting at the breakfast table and all this, you know what I mean? This is, it's, it's a growing pains. That's what it is. You know, they go through all this and you have to go with them. Yeah. You have to be the parent they need in that moment. Not the parent you fantasized about becoming. And that's what I always tell my parents. Because we have all these dreams about the wonderful little mini-me's that we're going to create and how they're going to act, what they're going to do, who they're going to become, how we're going to parent them. But that's not reality. They're their own person, their own soul, their own spirit. They're here to fulfill a purpose for themselves, not for us. And you know what? To be to be uh, honest with you, you don't want mini you. You know, I um, I can I can see I can see a lot uh, of me and my son, and it's just like, oh my God, I wish he didn't do that. Because you know, <laughs> there are things that I there are watching. things I don't like. There are things that I don't like about myself. You know what I mean? But he, he does that. He does it because, you know, because probably because I did it. You know what I mean? Well, and they model like, us. Wow. They have nothing else to compare to. They model us. So whatever and they... And it doesn't help that he's got the same sign as I do. So, you yeah. know, so we we a lot <laughs> like. So when we fight, we fight with both, with both fists. Not one, both. So they pick up a lot of things from us, but they model us. Alexa off. They model us, and then when they become us, it's like, oh, my God. Created a monster. <laughs> <laughs> no. Alexa, I, uh, please stop. But I did, I, I did raise a strong, strong man, so I know he, you know, he can, uh, he's a survivor, that's for sure. So she wraps it up by saying, we have not been getting along lately. This past week especially, it's been the worst. So my um, prescription, if you want to call it that, is to leave her alone for at least three weeks. Don't bother her. Don't get up in her grill. Let her be late for school. Let her do whatever she's going to want to do. Whatever the natural consequences are, let her experience those. And it's all about the consequences. Yeah, You exactly. go on your own way. You have a beautiful morning. Go do yoga. Whatever you do for the morning, go to work and have a magical day. And stop worrying about her. That's one way you're going to start improving your relationship. If you stop trying to control and manipulate and trying to push her into a box she wasn't meant to be in. Because that's what we try to do a lot of the times. And it's not our fault. It's just we think we know the best for our children. And most of the time, we, we don't. Do. We, we don't. Do. We do. We don't. We do. We don't. We do. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't. They we don't. Do, we that's th- when they. That's well, when they rebel. Exactly. That's we, when they rebel. We think we do, but we have to let them live their life. We have to let them live that. We can't yeah. control it all. You know, we just we, we can't control it. We have to just let them. And my parents give me such shit constantly about allowing kids to fail. Let them feel. Who would? Where would we be without all our failures? All the mistakes that we've made. I'm still making them, and I learn from everyone. So why would we, why would we not allow our children to have those same gifts? Why? Because they're gonna get hurt. You know, I, I talked to a mom the other day. She didn't want to cry in front of her her kid. It's like, 
you're not doing justice by burying your emotions, you know, because that's what they're going to do when they get older. They model us. Yeah, you got to cry. You got to cry. You got to show them you get you angry. Cry, you got to scream. You got to show your children you're human. You're a human being. Yeah. So they see you as a human being and not a god, because when they see us as gods, they're going to be afraid to come through us when they have the smallest challenges. Okay, but when they see us as emotional, having challenges in life, they'll say, wow, that son of a bitch is, is human being. So it's okay if I have a little problem. I'm okay to have, I can go to talk to my mom or dad and tell them what's going on and not fear of being judged or lectured about something. That's it for today. I am sweating. Wow. <laughs> You should, you should, so this is my second podcast. You should, you should try to hold him. This is my for second hour podcast. and a half or whatever we're doing this for. Because I don't know, I don't know who, who he thinks he is, but he's, he's just comfortable. He's, he's he, right. So yeah, that's my second podcast. I started a new podcast just talking about teens. It's Lemon called. Jacks. Will you let me finish my stuff. Okay. She's always interrupting me. So it's a new podcast just about teens. It's called. The Terrible Teens Podcast, and it's not about terrible teens, it's about, we thought our children were terrible, they called the terrible twos, and it's not the terrible twos, it's the terrible teens. So we're going to keep this podcast, when my beautiful wife has time to do it with me, relationship-ing. Always. And I'm going to have my other podcast starting up next week, and that's going to be weekly, and it's also going to be on YouTube, and that's it! It's Friday. Tomorrow we have Matthew's birthday. We're going up to celebrate Matthew's birthday party. 28. 28 years old. Very proud of him. And, uh, and that's it. We're so glad to be home. Sleeping glad in my beautiful be bed. Home. My beautiful non-Polish bed. Right? Yes. I have salads and greens. I'm thankful for that. Yeah. And um, we'll see you guys next week. And Pashemek, we're going to see you. On April 17th, and I am was so excited. We're coming for a couple of days to bother yeah. you. <laughs> yes, I want to see the new house, so uh, we're really looking forward to our trip in April. And, and I'm, br- uh, I'm bringing Zabrówka. Yes. Yes. Zabrówka, yes. And uh, so that's about it. So uh, we're going to see you guys next week, if Barbara's schedule allows. Because she just got a promotion. But... I did. I got a promotion. I got a raise. I am in charge. And I have five people wanting me. After six am I, months, I'm six. After six months uh, being on that job. Very proud of myself. I'm proud of you too. But I'm a six. I'm under you too, right? Of course. And I tell her she's not in charge of me. But, but she really is. <laughs> <laughs> you can control and manipulate your husband. That's okay. Because I, I like it. I like to be told what to do. <laughs> Anyway, guys, love you all. Thank you so much. Maurice says, your floors need cleaning. What floors? You can't see our floors. Maybe she can. They have secret cameras in here somewhere. What floors need cleaning? Are you calling us filthy? <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. No, not with, not with Barbara. The place you can eat off our floors. Even after the dogs run around them all day. Right, Jax? Okay, so Jax, we gotta we gotta burp him. And Eileen, if you're still watching, happy New Year! I hope you guys are okay. Give us a call so we can go out to dinner. Okay, we're gonna get cut off here soon. So thank you guys all. Love you all so much. We'll see you uh, next week. Bye. Bye. Jax, say bye. <laughs> <laughs>